Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM640, you're listening to the John Cobell Podcast on the iHeartRadio app. We're going to start off uh, something we touched on yesterday. Steve Gregory came in here and we covered a number of stories. And one of them was the demands made by the Mexican president uh, uh, to the United States uh, about uh, helping cut the border flow. Uh, the Mexican president, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. Uh, everyone refers to him by AMLO. That's the acronym for that long name. And AMLO uh, issued uh, a, a blackmail threat, basically. He demanded uh, $20 billion be sent to all the Latin American and Caribbean countries where we're getting a huge influx of migrants, uh, suspend the U.S. blockade of Cuba, remove all sanctions against Venezuela, and grant at least 10 million Hispanics living in the U.S., uh, amnesty, the right to remain and work legally. That was all in one press conference from AMLO. This is after uh, the Biden administration top officials, including the Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, met with him recently to try to stop the flow. Because here's the main issue, and then we're going to talk with uh, with Mark Krikorian from the Center for Immigration Studies about this, is, is that you, you've heard we're getting migrants now from maybe 160 different countries or more. They're coming to Mexico, and then Mexico is allowing them to come here. And what we want Mexico to do is stop them in Mexico and do whatever they want, return them to their original countries, process them to stay in, 
in, in that nation, but not send them over the border here. I mean, we had 300,000 last month. 300,000. We're talking about, you know, 3 million a year now at this pace or more. So let's get Mark Kikorian on. How are you? I'm doing great. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Uh, these are outrageous demands by, by AMLO, are they not? They are, but I think there's a couple things. First, it's mainly, I think, for domestic consumption. I mean, you know, they're not idiots. They know the president has no, he has no ability to amnesty 10 million illegal aliens. He can't even end the embargo on Cuba. Congress has to do that. So this, I think, was more showing off for his own domestic constituents in Mexico. But the real issue here is why are we asking, why is the Biden administration asking Mexico to do something that the Biden administration is unwilling to do itself? You know, it's one thing for us to twist their arms because under Trump, they did that. You know, they, they sort of applied some economic pressure to get Mexico to go along with what we were doing at the time. In other words, we were trying to stop illegal immigration and we said, Mexico, you need to play ball with us so we're both pulling in the same direction, if you will. What the Biden people are saying is we, we, meaning the Biden people, are unwilling to enforce our border, so we want you to do it for us. And why would Mexico agree to something like that? I wouldn't if I were them. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's important that we not um, misidentify or get distracted on who the problem here is. The problem isn't Mexico. The problem is having pudding in the Oval Office right now. That's the problem. Because if we say everybody who gets across the Mexican border gets to stay, well, why would Mexico go out of its way to stop those people since the Biden administration is going to let them all go once they get in? That's the problem, is Joe Biden and his administration, not necessarily Mexico. And I'm not trying to carry water for them or make excuses. I'm just saying they're their own country. They have their own interests. Uh, it's our job to enforce our border. And then we can, you know, put pressure so, on them to help us do that. So this is intentional misdirection by the Biden uh, administration to make it seem like Mexico is the bad guy in this uh, immigration exactly. surge instead of our administration? <laughs> It's exactly what it is, misdirection and saying, look, you know, let's go beat up on him and leave me alone. The um, are they actually going to run on this, the Biden administration for the for the rest of the year? Because I saw one poll which said 93 percent of Americans think this is a serious, very serious or a crisis level situation at the border so nearly everybody in the country is convinced that this ought to stop are they really going to run on this i don't know i mean somebody wrote i think it was on twitter said does the white house realize that there's an election coming up you know um i don't know i mean i i just think that i've made this comparison before i don't remember if i've done it on your show but th this is a similar situation to what jimmy carter faced in 1980 when he uh, welcomed 120,000 Cubans who showed up overnight in Florida, the Mariel boat lift. You can Google it, M-A-R-I-E-L, and uh, your younger listeners um, can find out the details. And they came because Carter did the same kind of thing as Biden has done. You know, we welcome them with open arms and all that stuff. 120,000 showed up overnight. He was like, holy moly, the Democratic governor of Florida said, you know, I'm in hot water. you got to stop this. And Jimmy Carter turned it off right away, 180 degrees turnaround. 
because he hadn't run as Mr. Open Borders Man and the Democratic Party hadn't radicalized yet on immigration. Very different situation now. Democratic Party has, this is even before Trump, completely gone anti-borders and unlimited immigration. And obviously Biden ran on undoing everything Trump did at the border. So how could he turn around? How could he um, undo this because of the election? That Some of them, a lot of people obviously in the administration and the campaign realize this is a problem. But there's two, pro- two problems here. Biden is a weak, he's a figurehead president. He's a weak figure. He's not in any position to kind of slam his hand on the table and say, we're going to do this. And that's the final word. He's just not, he's, you know, he's being wheeled around and reading what he's being told to read. The other problem related to this is that all the people they've appointed to run immigration, you know, in Homeland Security, all the political appointees, they're all people from these activist groups yeah. that don't believe immigration law is legitimate. So how are they going to turn it around by November? They no, can't. I don't think people understand how the activists have taken over much of the uh, immigration bureaucracy and and they're exactly. full blown they're full blown open border believers and and they think our concept of having a nation having a border having our entire american system is illegitimate and has to be uh un, undone destroyed they really yeah, do but, believe yeah. it and they're in charge right now and and biden is uh, fast asleep i think much of the time and and you know even when he's awake you know between 10 and 2 during the mm-hmm. working day he's in no position to actually say, you look, this is what we're going to do. I mean, look, just because you're president uh, doesn't mean that you say something and it gets done. You need to be able to move sluggish bureaucrats. You need to be able to say, okay, you're doing what we've decided or you're fired. He's just not in any position to do anything yeah, like that, he's even been, if he wanted to. I mean, he, you know, he's been around 52 years, and I never remember him being part of uh, an open border brigade. I don't remember that no, being part it. of his, his politics. I mean, repeatedly, you see all of these clips now online of him, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago or whatever, talking about, you know, a nation without borders is no nation and we need to crack down and all this stuff. You know what I mean? So I don't know if he even believe that or believe this. I think it's just the party has changed. And so he's just saying what he thinks the Democratic uh, kind of the, the, the mainstream of the Democratic Party, at least at the top levels, thinks he's just he just goes away, sticks his finger in the air at a Democratic event and kind of uh, says what he thinks everybody wants to hear. Now, one other thing I want to get into is the Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, who uh, might be facing impeachment soon. He claimed that uh, the rate of release for illegal immigrants at the border is above 85%. This was a major admission that 85% of the illegal immigrants are released into the U.S., But then in a separate appearance, he was claiming that a majority of the illegal immigrants were uh, removed or uh, returned. Um, Which is it? It was two diametrically opposed statements. Yeah, I mean, he's playing word games. He's a lawyer and he knows how that he's lawyering this. First of all, he didn't say more than 85 percent. Somebody asked him and he said, yes, I know that it's above 85 percent. The Border Patrol Union tweeted out earlier today that they that yeah that's true but it's really like over 90 percent um so it's even worse uh than you know than the statement seems to imply but the other thing is he's saying the majority of them are put into deportation proceedings or removal proceedings they're technically yeah. called. i mean his exact you know, quote 
is the majority of uh, migrant encounters have been removed, returned, or expelled. The majority of them. Yeah, no, that's that's. I mean, that's just straight out lie. Then, if that's the case, because uh, most were being expelled. That's the under Title Forty Two. This was the provision during COVID that said the Border Patrol could just bounce people back into Mexico without asylum hearings or anything. So during COVID, uh, a majority probably were, although they kept trying and a lot of them got in anyway. Uh, but since then, uh, they're all being, almost all are just being let go. So It just seems uh, like he says random things depending on the moment and the audience. Oh, yeah, we're uh, we're removing and we're expelling uh, a majority. Well, yeah, 85% are actually being uh, let go into the country. It, 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 I mean, it makes no sense. It's just, uh, look, they, uh, they know this is unpopular, but they also believe in it fiercely as an ideological tenet that anyone who comes to the border has to be let in, that enforcing immigration law is, you know, white supremacy and Jim Crow and all of that stuff, by definition, regardless of how anybody, you know, whether anybody gets his day in court. And therefore, they're going to say whatever they need to say. That, that's basically why I think they are not going to fundamentally change their policies until November. And, uh, you know, uh, I will see if voters uh, let them get away with it. All right, Mark Krikorian, thanks very much. Thank you. Mark Krikorian with the Center for Immigration Studies. Uh, we've got uh, more coming up uh, on, on this, and we also are going to be giving away $1,000 in moments as well on the John and John Cobalt Show. <laughs> Deborah Mark is live in the Kansas 24-hour newsroom. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM 640. We just had Mark, oh, programming note. Um Tomorrow, you can see me interviewed on Deborah Cobalt Live. It's my wife's uh, video podcast show, and it runs on Facebook and YouTube. If you uh, search for Deborah Cobalt Live, and she's going to interview me for about an hour about the whole history of the John and Ken show, which she knows because she's been there the whole time, and I know I was there most of the time. Uh, so it'll be at 10 a.m. tomorrow. On YouTube and Facebook, Deborah Cobalt Live video podcast. And if you miss it at 10 o'clock, obviously, it'll be recorded and you can access it anytime. All right. Uh, now, I want to continue with this. Uh, we just talked with uh, Mark Krikorian from the Center for Immigration Studies. And I, I don't, most of us uh, fall into a relatively uh, normal range of, you know, what we do with our lives. And what we care about. Few of us are 24-hour fanatics on a particular issue, right? Few of us vote on one issue, let alone devote our lives to an issue. And, and this is what's kind of frustrating about modern society is the very narrow sliver of obsessive lunatics has taken over everything. And it's exemplified more in social media than anywhere else. I always tell people that 92% of the tweets come from 6% of the public. And it's true. And all the coverage you've he heard in the last few years about politics and culture and cancellation and, you know, internet mob rule and all that, 
That's from 6% of the public. Because what do the rest of us do? We go to work. A lot of us have kids. You know, it's a whole bunch of cliches, but it's true. Most of us have to deal with paying bills, mortgages, car payments, getting kids to school and soccer practice, fixing up the house, maybe seeing friends once on the week. We don't have time. There's a few, it's a narrow sliver, and they go to Washington, D.C., and they get involved in these activist groups, and they have some weird obsession. Like, they've decided, like, America is racist. America is run by white supremacists. America should never have been, never existed. We have all kinds of sins that have been committed hundreds of years ago and have never been washed away. So we must destroy America. It's not legitimate. It, and so open the border. Let everybody in. And then everybody's a sob story. 300,000 sob stories. Oh, my God, they're fleeing poverty and, and chaos and violence. And, and then they come to our country and do what? I, I think we told you yesterday that uh, uh, in New York, uh, there was a, uh, a gang of illegal aliens uh, that burst into Bloomingdale's and were stealing uh, Deborah's expensive purses. Because they were hired by some local thug who realized these guys are standing out in the street. They got nothing to do. They came from who knows where, because it's like 160 countries. So I'll give them something to do. They can join my uh, my smash and grab gang. And there they were in Bloomingdale's, trying to run off with thousands of dollars worth of uh, Chanel purses. I But sorry, these fanatics are inside the Biden administration. They're in all these agencies, their homeland security, the immigration, all of it, right? And, and they're uncompromising. They are the worst kind of religious zealot, religious fanatic. Can't talk to them. There's no debate. And they don't even care that the whole ship is sinking, right? One of the top issues, not as high as the economy and inflation, but close, is immigration. Everybody sees it. It's not just like some Fox News conspiracy. It's really happening it's 3 million people a year, and we've seen them bust, you know, to Chicago and New York, and there's people out on the streets, and there's, there's, all, there's all kinds of problems. Um, I, I'm looking at this poll, and this is a CBS News poll. 2,157 people surveyed. Only 7% said the immigration at the border was not much of a problem. 45% called it a crisis. 30% very serious. I don't know what the difference is. That's 75% right there. And then 18% somewhat serious. That's 93%. That said somewhat very serious or a crisis. 93%. Only 7% said, eh. And those are probably illegal immigrants who already got in. And I don't know how you can run on this. And, and they're blaming Republicans and they're blaming Mexico. No, it's the Biden administration. There is a long, long list of existing law that they could enforce, and this situation would slow down to a, a, a trickle uh, fairly quickly. We've got several hundred years of immigration law, and it always worked. You, you just have to enforce it, right? You don't remember growing up this, this happening, do you? Of course not. Well, it doesn't matter how old you are. You could be 80 years old, 70, 60, 50, 40, 30, 20. You don't remember this happening. This is a modern issue because Biden, well, again, I honestly, I honestly do think he's up just a few hours and he's in a haze much of the time. 
I don't think he understands just how severe this issue is and what all these uh, religious political fanatics, these zealots running around in the administration and these agencies are doing. And I think those people, even if Biden goes down in November, they want to get another. I, I, mean, I mean, it's it's like it's a, a um, what is it? Three hundred thousand. That that's that's ten thousand a day. There's literally ten thousand a day coming in. So every day they put off changing the policies, another ten thousand that they hope will lead to the destruction of America. God knows how many terrorists have come over the border, but you know we'll find out. We'll find out soon enough. All right, more coming up. John Cobalt Show. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over fifty years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print, or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. culture. And a little bit of... 
Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. We're on the radio from one until four, then after four o'clock, whatever you missed, John Kobelt's show on demand. And you just missed, we talked with Mark Krikorian from the Center for Immigration Studies on uh, a number of things at the border. The uh, Mexican president trying to blackmail the Biden administration. Uh, you could hear Mark talk about that, and we also talked about uh, 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 the uh, Homeland Security Secretary, Alexander Mayorkas, uh, giving two wildly different accounts on what percentage of illegal immigrants are staying or being shipped back. That guy, if he's breathing, he's lying. So you could, you could listen to that if you, if you missed it. Uh, Moist line is 877-MOIST86 for Friday, 877-664-7886. And I don't spend much time on Taylor Swift, either on the air or at home. You don't dance to her songs? No, I, I listen to her music once. Um, and I'm not saying that critically. I, I, I really don't know much about her. Because I, I just, I don't care. Uh, I, I think most guys don't care. I think she's a, a younger woman, young girl phenomenon. Um, well, they care now that she's dating a football star. Well, yeah, we're kind of sick of her. Yeah. Most guys I know are pretty fed up with. Uh, You're just jealous. Yeah, I want to I want to date Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I don't want to date Travis Kelsey, but I would like to have his life. Oh, I thought you were going to say you'd like to date uh, Taylor Swift. Oh, no. No, I, she does nothing for me. I don't want to get rid I don't, don't want to have a song written about me. Yeah, right, exactly. She's beautiful. You're, she's talented. She's beautiful and talented and she's just I I can't explain it. Yeah, and I'll I, eventually mess it up and she'll write a song about me and make millions off of me. I look at her and it's just nothing. Well, you're I, married, John, and you're you're oh, older. That, she's she's too young for you. <laughs> Neither one of those have anything to do with it. <laughs> um, anyway, well, it's funny. My son, who's you know, 22, one of my sons, um, my wife had the Golden Globes on, and there was that whole uh, ruckus over her glaring at a joke. Yeah. And he's sitting there, uh, and he, he next day it was you know on a newscast, and he's going, why does anybody care about this? Like he had the classic guy answer. It's like, why? Well, I mean, what is going on? Why does this matter? And I think most men will agree. However, there is a fascinating Taylor Swift story today because uh, she apparently has been public about her uh, affinity for La Crusette. Is that how you say it? It's a collection of cookware? Yeah. Um, and, and if you follow her various uh, media accounts, news and, and, and there's a Netflix documentary uh, La Crusette is her favorite collection of cookware. So somebody took her voice and made an AI version of Taylor Swift endorsing La Crusette. And it, it comes complete with a fake La Crusette ad online that connects you to a fake website. Um, and if you click on the website, uh, you will... Uh, You'll see fake news coverage of the La Crusette special offer. 
fake testimonials from fake customers. Uh, and then you're asked to pay a small shipping fee of $9.96 for the cookware. And then there's all these hidden monthly charges. You Obviously, you never get the cookware. We're going to play you. What should we play first? Her real voice? Yeah. All right. We're going to play you her real voice. This comes from an interview she did with Jenny, Jimmy Fallon in uh, 2022. So play that first. I'm beside myself. Yeah. Really. Um, yeah, it's... It's actually, uh, it's a concept record, but it's my first directly autobiographical album in a while because the last album that I put out was um, a re-record of right. my album Red. So that has some space, you know, you, I wrote that stuff a decade ago. Folklore and Evermore, I was, it was like story time. It was like mythology, like I'm creating a character. They went and did this and felt this way. Yes. So I'm feeling like, I'm feeling very overwhelmed by the fans, um, love for the record i'm also feeling like very soft and fragile <laughs> okay that is the real taylor swift now here is the fake taylor swift in this fake la crusette cookware ad on facebook hey y'all it's taylor swift here due to a packaging error we can't sell 3000 le creuset cookware sets so i'm giving them away to my loyal fans for free if you're seeing this ad you can get a free Le Creuset cookware set today. But just a heads up, there are a few rules. You must live in the United States and you can only get one free kitchen set per household. All you have to do is click the button below and answer a few questions. These will only be given out until the end of the day today, so don't hesitate. Supplies are running out, so get yours while you can. Thank you guys for all your support and I hope you love your new cookware set. That's the AI generated Taylor Swift. Wow. Almost, I mean, it's the same. I couldn't notice a difference. That's scary. And and there's a video where I did see the video and it doesn't look quite right. Yeah, the video makes it look real scammy, but the voice it, it's pretty right. uncanny. Yeah. Um so I, I guess I guess they've been making good money because that's it's convincing enough. And uh this has happened to Tom Hanks recently. Uh the news anchor Gail King. They're saying AI versions of themselves have been used without permission uh, to sell dental plans, iPhone giveaways, and other ads. Oh, the iPhone giveaway is a big one on social media. What What is that? The, Just a, they'll the, create a fake AI version of a celebrity and they'll say, oh, we're giving away a free iPhone. Enter your information here to be entered into the drawing. Well, I can see if you're a Taylor Swift fan and you actually read and watch everything she's involved in. And if she's mentioned La Crusette several times and it's appeared in her videos or, you know, the documentary, then you'd, you'd, you'd think this is real. I could easily see how some non-tech savvy people in the middle of the country would get duped by this on Facebook. I could easily see that happening. And, you know, what, what's, a, what's, a, what's a celebrity supposed to do about it? And what's... what's uh, What's one of the uh, customers supposed to do about it? Well, what happens because when uh, a celebrity or anybody is slandered, right? Or they say something really horrible and it's not them. Oh, Try that, to prove is, that that's not you. And is Facebook liable in any of this? Because they're taking money from hackers who are creating this ad and then they're paying for the ad space on Facebook. Facebook never seems to be liable for anything. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they've got they've got teenage girls literally killing themselves from anorexia, and they're not they're not uh, liable. Uh, you know what? There there are some uh, in in some foreign countries, uh, some terrorist groups have uh, recruited members over Facebook uh, 
and 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 then and then gathered these guys to commit all kinds of genocide and other atrocities. They actually and then and then they broadcast the atrocities live on Facebook, and Facebook can't stop it, and they've never suffered from it. Uh, oh, and what did, what did I read the other day? Um, there's now pornography flying around with the faces of celebrities, <laughs> and they merged the head with the body. And that's a that's a whole industry. Unless your head is on some amazing body and they don't care. <laughs> that's right. It's like I'm not gonna complain about right. that. Right. Oh yeah, that's me. Sure. <laughs> I don't like that my picture is yeah. all over the place, but still. There's an interview that she gave on Seth Meyers' show uh that was dubbed with an artificial voice of Taylor Swift speaking Mandarin. There's one website that charges up to twenty dollars. For a personalized voice message from the AI clone of Taylor Swift, at least they're up front, that the voice you'll hear is indistinguishable from the real thing. Who would want that? It's not real. I, and if you know it's not real. I, you know it not, but your friends aren't going to know. Oh, so you're trying to pull a fast one on right. your friends. Oh, gotcha. Uh, friends are going to go, oh, my God, that's well, amazing. Wow. Yeah. wow. This AI, man. Yeah, we're doomed. We are. You and I are completely <laughs> totally doomed. Totally doomed. There's, there's going to be a, uh, there's going to be a little black box sitting here <laughs> and a little black box sitting there. Yeah. And uh, Eric's going to be pressing the on-off switches for the black boxes. Oh, I can imagine how many commercials of me doing uh, naughty things are going to end up out there, and it's not really me. <laughs> Not doing naughty things, I should say. Saying naughty things. <laughs> Selling wanna, naughty things. You, you want to elaborate on that? <laughs> no, never mind. I get myself in trouble every single day. No, you're on a streak this week. I know. Uh, it's only Tuesday, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're listening to John Cobalt On Demand from KFI AM 640. It's the John Cobalt Show on uh, from uh, 1 until 4. Uh, oh, tomorrow at 10 in the morning. What are you doing? 10 in the morning. Uh, I'm going to be interviewed on a, a live video podcast by my wife. She's got a, a video podcast uh, called Deborah Cobalt Live. And she's going to interview me for an hour on uh, the whole history of the John and Ken show. So if uh, you're interested, uh, it's going to be live on Facebook and YouTube. Just search for Deborah Cobalt Live and we'll be on at 10 o'clock. And of course, it'll be recorded uh, to play after that. Uh, and that's uh, tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Um, all right. So uh, Deborah just had uh, the other Deborah, Deborah Mark, just had in the news that they caught the guy who's been vandalizing all the businesses for the last uh, few nights in, in Woodland Hills. The hell's going on in your town? I know. So, now, if you were going to visualize who the suspect would be, remember, it started out. Uh, that they uh, this guy attacked some Jewish-owned businesses, and it was obvious they were Jewish because they had, uh, like, a uh, mezuzah, let's say, in the doorway. And then it's it's brought it out to other businesses as well. In fact, uh, the latest, early Monday morning, they uh, vandalized an in-and-out burger stand. Uh-oh, John. Yeah, now, now I'm pissed. <laughs> All right? They also went after a tire store, paint stores, a sign shop, a mattress store. The, the windows were all uh, broken with rocks. This guy's been throwing rocks uh, with, and in some cases, oh, sometimes bricks, cement bricks. Smashing glass windows. 
and the rocks had either the words glory or pay up written on them. Now, we all have a visual in our mind of what we think this guy looks like, right? You're wrong. He's 64 years old. What? He's five foot eight, 170 pounds, balding with a gray white beard. Some older coot has suddenly at the age of 64 lost his mind and is throwing rocks through not only Jewish businesses, but anybody else with a business along Victory Boulevard and uh, Van Owen Street, Topanga Canyon Boulevard, Sherman Way. And uh, he did this early Monday morning between 1 and 4 a.m. What the hell? He's bored. What got into this guy? And what is glory and pay up supposed to mean? I I mean, I don't I don't know if he's uh a vagrant and he's uh he snorted too much meth or if he busted out of his trailer. But he you know, he's got to be so deranged. It's got it's got to be a severe mental illness or a severe drug addiction issue. But that's the last guy. I figured they were going to get some young, scraggly guy who'd uh, joined one of these pro-Hamas organizations. The hell. Guy should uh, be retired soon. What's he doing? Uh, all right, coming up, uh, Andy Field from ABC News. There's certain stories, I don't know, I just can't get enough of this one, about, about, uh, about the plane, the Alaska airplane. It's door blowing out. Because... I can't believe the shoddy work done sometimes by people who are supposed who are responsible for keeping you know thousands and thousands alive. I mean plane plane flight is one of the safest ways to travel. We do intellectually know that, but emotionally it's one of the scariest because you're up in a tube and it just doesn't make sense. You you're flying through the air and you you know that hardly planes hardly ever crash. Uh but it doesn't it just doesn't feel right. And partly because most of the time, the mechanics, all of them, do superior work, right? This is one of those jobs where you can't be wrong once. Well, you may have heard by now that uh, they think that the, the, the door plug wasn't a real door, but it was a door plug that was put in a, a space meant for a door, uh, blew out. And it may not have been secured properly uh, because they're finding a lot of loose bolts in a number of planes in the, the United and Alaska Air Fleet, specifically these uh, these Boeing Max 9 jets. They're 737 Max 9s. And both airlines, which use a lot of these jets, seem to have found a lot of loose bolts. Uh, so the National Transportation Safety Board is on top of it. Andy Field from ABC News is going to come on and explain the latest. On the John Cobalt Show, Deborah Mark is live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, 
We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.